Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Let's talk about the, oh my God, no, the fourth, I was going to say the third Thor film, but it's the fourth <laughs> Thor film. Four, oh my goodness, that's so difficult to say. I know, I was like, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I don't know why I decided to start off with such a difficult tongue twister. The fourth Thor film, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's a podcast in itself, just you saying that. Saying um, it over and over again. I dare anyone to take a few shots of something and then try and say that. <laughs> and then send us the recordings because we'd love to hear them. <laughs> we'll, we'll play them in a complete special episode. Yeah. Drunk people saying Thor. Well, I mean, what did you what did you think of this? What I think of the film. Um oh what did I think of it? It was fine. Thor was fine. The fourth Thor film was fine. It was not as good as Ragnarok, but I suppose it's coming from a coming after a film that's one of the best, 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 best ones, which makes it already being held to a higher standard, maybe. Yes. And I also feel like we're used to quite a lot of levity in these films, even when they are sad. And mm. you go to these ones where you're like, yeah, I have a fun time. And you're like, oh, cancer diagnosis and and mm. uh, Sif dying on a planet and lots of injuries and kidnapped children. It's fine. Dead children, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's dark. <laughs> yeah. They build it as a love story, uh, like a rom-com, mm. an 80s rom-com. And I was like, oh, that's going to be so much fun. I remember being like, oh, this is not fun. Well, it is kind of fun, but not as fun as I would like it to be. And I just yeah. felt like some of the characters didn't really feel the same as they had done in previous films. I think they tried to, they were trying to do the, the like, because Thor Ragnarok was so successful because it finally realized that Thor as a concept is ridiculous. So they decided to actually make it ridiculous and make it very campy and fun and lighthearted. Yeah. But actually as a result, it became much more involving. Um, and uh, so I think they do what most filmmakers of a series do after that is make the next one a little bit darker to kind of like up the up the stakes but yes. i don't know if they managed to blend the dark and light as well as they could have done um i don't know if taika waititi's comic style goes with the darkness that well i don't know i feel like i feel it just couldn't because it was the dark side of things was very, very Marvel. Like this could be in any Marvel film was like, you know, evil God, evil sword, evil dimensions, evil plot. Um, and and it was very, very, very evil with, as you say, dead children and stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then Taika Waititi's sense of humor with the improvisation and the, the kind of irreverence um. I don't know if it kind of went with that very well. It went well with Hela as a villain because yes. she she herself was a little bit more daft. 
he was quite dark. Whereas this one, I'm like, well, I'm kind of on, I get it. You're grieving. You're going for a lot. It's, mm. it's a process that you're having. Whereas <laughs> Hella is just like, I'm an evil god. And they kind of made fun of that. Uh, yeah. Whereas you couldn't make fun of Gore as a villain in the same way. Because I'm like, his daughter's died and he wants her back. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing what he has to do. Um, I also found it quite, I guess in the same way, it felt a bit like a sort of weird tapestry of lots of different films in a way. Because it's like quite a bitty plot. There were lots of little things going on, but they didn't really come together as seamlessly as I would have liked them to. Mm, yeah, yeah. A bit episodic almost. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have the section in New Asgard, then the section in the God world, then the section in the weird world at the very end. Um, with sort of not the most seamless segues in between, I suppose. Yeah. And they killed yeah. off you know, some good characters. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but they've got to do that at some point, to be fair. They do, yes. And I feel like Natalie Portman was her time was limited. She didn't really seem to, you know, be around in these movies. Maybe much. getting the impression she just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I got. I was like, she's busy. She has other films to make. Uh, I mean, it was cool seeing her all gunned up. That was good. I did enjoy having Jane. Uh, Jane. Jane was a Foster. Foster. Yeah. I was going to call her Porter, which was a combination of Portman and Foster, but that's nice. not her name. We could call it Jane Porter if you want, but <laughs> no, because I think the, the the fans will get confused. Um... You don't know. You don't know anything. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get hate mail. But Jane, Jane I like seeing Jane Foster being quite badass um, uh, and being able to wield a hammer. That was very cool. I did. Yeah, and it that. does happen in the comics. There is a whole, you know, comic segue where she does do that. Mm. Which was quite fun because I remember when they said that she was coming back, everyone was like, "Oh, maybe it'll be like this." Because obviously, you know, he's he's you know yeah. working through some stuff after Avengers. Maybe it'll be focused on her entirely. But obviously, mm. yeah, this is what we got. I was hoping for more of a handover, but obviously, if Natalie Portman doesn't want to do it, then they can't do a handover. <laughs> no. I guess it'll be like I think. Also, we don't really know whether the film will, like, whether it will come back. We don't know if there'll be another one. True, but the Thor will come back. So I like. I liked how it ended with him with having a sort of surrogate daughter. Yes, I think he's that's going to be his, interesting. For the his actual daughter in real life, Chris Hemsworth. Actually, yes, daughter. yes. Yeah. I I read this, so I already knew this. So if that's a question on your quiz, then <laughs> sucks to be me. Um, <laughs> it's just that Waititi didn't know that the tagline "He will return" was added to the end. He was like, "That's surprising to me because we did not know that we were doing another one." So well, maybe maybe it's like Taika, we are doing another one. You're <laughs> not doing another one. <laughs> not you. You're busy. You're busy with all your other movies that you're making. Um I I, I just feel like you do need in a weird way, you need Chris Hemsworth in it because he's just so mm. back. Yeah? And I feel like like you say there was no handover. So even if it was like, you know, he hands over to love, we still need to see that, I feel. But also, like, it says Thor will return, but that doesn't necessarily mean there'll be another Thor film. It just means that he's going to come. And we've got Avengers films coming up, so I assume he's going to turn up in those. You'd like to think, but we don't actually know. And he he will, I would assume, he may even turn up in other films as well. Well, we, we know, he, know that. he can travel through space and time, can't he? Unlike some so of the other his, his, He's got a lot of open doors there. He does. He just needs to whack out that rainbow road and go trotting off where he needs to go. Hmm. I liked Christian Bale as the villain. 
Yes, he reminded me of, oh my God, what's it called? Prometheus. He reminded me of the Prometheus villain, and I don't know why. The, the alien. Oh, the bald guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Very kind of Voldemort y. Yes, he is very Voldemort. And kind of tragic as well. Like, Voldemort wasn't very tragic. I feel like he, he was just a bad kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this guy was like, you know, we're like, oh, it's like a mournful, like almost like a Shakespearean villain. Yes, yes, very Shakespearean. Very very looking for vengeance very like legends myths and legends he felt um which i think was good like uh, like i said hella was she played into the darkness of it quite well uh which i quite enjoyed but then gore has the um yeah he's he feels like a sort of greek god or egyptian god who's doing something out of spite um who uh th those kinds of gods where they've got like human um faults um, unlike the sort of Christian kind of God who's, you know, completely faultless and worship them or you will die. <laughs> yeah, he's not so great in the Old Testament, but um, New Testament. <laughs> but you worship him or else. <laughs> if you, are you okay? Because he will bring rain, hellfire down on you. Oh, you committed sodomy? Well, he will kill you in that yes. case. Just some of the Ten Commandments are like quite like, you know, don't just look over there and it's like, I will smite you. And you're like, oh, all they did was look at their neighbor's stuff and go, that's nice. I know, that's, but you coveted I, it. You coveted the ass. That's, <laughs> I mean, I just went to get that on a stone. <laughs> Man. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that was good. I, I really liked Christian Bale's character, actually. And it was nice to have Valkyrie in it again. Yeah, I love Valkyrie. I love his I little team, actually, with um, the rock guy and, um, uh, yeah, and Valkyrie. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're really fun. I like that he goes from, because it starts off with him with gu the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he ends up with his own little sort of mythological team as well. Um, yes. And I like how it's moved on to new Asgard and they're training up the children. And um, if I was trying to think, what what's another like kids film where like all the kids get captured or something? I was thinking of like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, uh, no, that's perfect. They're all trapped in that little underground lair. That is and very gore is like the child catcher and stuff and it, it's you know when when you go to like a mythological land and they're like there's no children the children are all kidnapped it is very like oh no <laughs> not the children <laughs> well yeah because i was like oh there's some jeopardy here they're just in a big cage and they kept chatting to like holograms and it was it was weird weird times and children are the future as we know so if you don't have the children you don't have the future <gasps> Are you invoking the voice of Michael Jackson in this podcast? No. <laughs> That's fine. No, Whitney um, Houston sung it, didn't she? She sang something about children being the future. Didn't Michael Jackson sing it as well? He may, he probably did, yeah. But like, we're not invoking him. We'll invoke Whitney instead of Michael. Yes, Whitney's great. Let's bring her back. Yeah. Um, and Russell Crowe. Let's see him back. He's not been around, I feel like, for a while after the whole lame situation. He probably he has. Probably... <laughs> I think he just <laughs> sort of... He's he's had a lot of success. He just picks and chooses his roles. And other than that, he's quite happy to exist. I like that he just has fun with his roles now, because this was a very silly role. But He's got an Oscar, so he can kind of ride that wave for a bit now, can't he? Yes. <laughs> Apparently they told him to do, like, the voice he did for Maximus Decimus Meridius in Gladiator. Yes. Uh, originally, and then obviously they switched it for the, for the Greek one. So, mm. but... I'd like to have heard both versions personally. I think it's just totally inconsistent for me. That was my main flaw. Mm. And not massively memorable. Like I watched this a little while ago now because I'm 
you know pretty much up to date um and i remember i i, I watched it and i was like oh, it was kind of fun and then yeah. when i came to write up notes for it i was suddenly thinking what the hell happened in this film i and i had to read through the plot and went oh yeah that oh yeah that oh yeah that and for some reason didn't quite stick in my mind as well as near nowhere near as well as ragnarok did um i, I can't sim- quite pinpoint why but yeah no, I had the same thing. I mean, I think I could probably say, because the first time I saw it, I was at Baby Cinema, so perhaps I was slightly distracted by the mm. infant's Um But the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I feel like I've never seen this film before. I feel like I've never seen it before. Mm. Like, I remember like, that Jane had cancer. I remember, I didn't even remember like the Greek god situation. Like It was just very weird. I was like, why don't I remember any of the plot? Where was I? Was I in another sort of... It makes you feel a little bit better that you don't remember either. I, I the only bit I that really stuck with me was sort of the climactic fight, uh, which because it was all kind of like monochromatic and black and white, yeah. and and only because it was visually quite striking in comparison to the rest of the film and pretty much all the other four films, which are very colourful and very weird and wonderful. Um, yeah. So that stuck with me just because of the visuals. But yeah, yeah, I agree. The the Greek god stuff. I was like, oh yeah, they go. They have that whole seat. I mean, he's butt naked in it. And, <laughs> and that, that was forgotten. I remembered none of it. I was like, I feel like this is something I definitely should have remembered, but did not. So and the fine. fact that love in the title is Gore's daughter. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's, I, I like the monochromatic bit, actually, at the end. That was very striking. I always felt like they should have played with it more, but it felt like it should have been in Doctor Strange, almost as one of those little worlds he jumps into. That's it. It should have. It, it felt very Doctor Strange, yeah. Um, actually, it's what Doctor Strange should have done, because I feel like his worlds needed to be more strikingly different than what they were, which was just like, oh, look, the zebra crossings are different here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah, they, yeah. Whereas it, Thor went a bit further with it and was like, everything's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but never mind, you know, whatever. The directors all got confused. Maybe they all picked up the wrong page of each other's scripts and then they all went their merry ways. Mm, apparently so, like, apparently so. Like it's, it's, just yet, it's yet another film in phase four, which we've watched it and we've gone, it's fine. Nah. It's a shame, isn't it? I feel like phase four is just not killing it as much. But I wonder if it's because the jeopardy has gone because we've, we've done the whole you know the click the snap even yeah resolve that like we know all of our avengers the main avengers have gone kind of mm. it's tricky and i also feel like they're pouring more of their attention probably rightly into tv because that's what people mm-hmm. are watching more now at the moment but apparently they're um they're trying to reverse that and not put so much into tv and put it more into the films because the films make more money than the tv yeah. does which <laughs> understandable understand that there are more cinemas being built in my area and i was like oh that seems a weird decision but really yeah there's a really big one coming actually just down the road and it's going to be like the biggest leisure center it's going to have like climbing walls axe throwing big cinema and i was like really i feel like cinema people aren't going to the cinema that much like changing it's yeah i i would only go if it was something that is worth seeing on the big screen other than that i'll just watch it at home but maybe that's what the plan is. Maybe everything's going to be more like big screen movie. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess you could have a cinema with like one screen and make it more. And also cinemas are doing more like event things. They're doing, you know, film festivals happen. and film marathons and screening. And it is quite fun to go see like at the BFI 
the British Film Institute, you can go see, you know, old classic films mm -hmm. from the black and white era and they'll have like a red curtain that unveils it and then closes at the end and stuff to kind of make it a bit more immersive. And that there is something quite fun about that, I must admit. But yeah, I like that. I don't know. I think I probably will go because the tickets were cheaper than I realised for cinemas. Like you can do like five pound, or it was like a it sounds like I'm advertising. I've not said the name of it. Really? Five pound ticket or sixteen pound a month for all you can eat in terms of movies. Like you can oh, go. As many I'm, I've been paying no, not much less than a tenner. Um, sometimes fifteen pounds for a cinema ticket. I know. I was like, this is. This is good for me because I might be able to go. I mean, obviously, I can't really because I have a toddler, but they have toddler time, so I could go and see the room on the broom or whatever that <laughs> the equivalent is. Well, coming. should we? You so very soon, she'll be old enough to go see the Pixar films. So that's true. That's true. We'll get them. <sighs> not quite up to Marvel yet. Not quite. Not quite. No. Let's do some plots. Let's go through Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yes, um, that's ourselves of what happened in this film let's actually <laughs> remind ourselves what the hell happened in this slightly unmemorable film yeah um so we start off we meet gore and his daughter love who are dying in a barren desert um and gore um he pleads with his gods who's called rapu uh to save them but gore's daughter dies and it's very sad it is a very starkly dark opening to the film <laughs> when after ragnarok very well I guess Ragnarok had its dark ending, didn't it? Where everyone got kind of wiped out by, um, oh my god, what's his name? Thanos. Thanos, the big old dude. Oh god, we've forgotten because it's not Phase Four anymore. <laughs> um, so it ended starkly, but it's mm -hmm. it's unlike it's not usual for a, a, a film like this to end openly yeah. so dark. And it's weird as well that they've got such wildly different names, like Gore and Love. Mm. Gore and Love, like well, <laughs> I mean. It's quite, of. it's quite um, Dickensian to do the names in that way, because it, it, immediately you're like, well, I don't like him. Yes, but she's nice. <laughs> he seems great. We should bring her back if we can. Here is this character. I'm not going to tell you if they're a hero or a villain, but they're called Killer McGraw. Is what they're called. <laughs> and she's Make called, your own judgments. She's called Love. So think about the metaphor there. What could that be? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, don't the title, title of the film. <laughs> But yes, Rapu is a, is a bit of a dickhead god, isn't he, really? Yes, yes, Rapu is a dickhead. Gore goes to meet Rapu, who's like a sort of um, very um, hedonistic kind of god who doesn't care about his people. He's just living his best life with vibes and things. Um, and Gore is, of course, furious that Rapu doesn't care. Um, and he somehow manages to get a sword called the Necro Sword, which obviously that's a very nice, kind sword with a name like that. <laughs> In D and D, I would want that sword. Um, but yeah. This this Necro Sword gives Gore like divine powers, but it's slowly killing him at the same time. There is a price to be paid. For As this should be, it's, it calls to him, doesn't it? The Necro Sword. It's almost like a temptation, like use me use that's me. it i couldn't actually remember how he gets the necro sword <laughs> it wants but, to be found it's a bit like the ring i guess it's like go go it on, wants to be found how yeah. you said that and all i could hear was ian mckellen's voice going it wants to be found i know i'm sorry i know it's the ring i know it is but it's true that's what it's like <laughs> it's it's needful things isn't it it's like it's it like <laughs> yes we need a rick here to be like to get the curse, we need we need Rick Sanchez to get the curse off the sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
he uses the sword to kill Rapu. Um, and, and of course, he's gaining mysterious dark powers and things from it. And he goes on a god-killing rampage. Oh, no. <laughs> unfair, really. Unfair to kill all the gods. It's not like all of them were to blame. But yeah, I get it. I get it. It's it, you know we of course know a certain god who's our hero of the film so um, this is not good. Go yeah, don't go after that guy. Uh, meanwhile, old Thor he's joined with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's a bit reckless. And the, I like this scene. This was very funny when he saves all those people in the on the planet, but destroys their big glass city. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing that whole. The Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor was a really nice cop. I always wish we'd had a movie about all of them together. Or a little TV series, like a Doctor Who style TV series with just yeah. like six to eight episodes, little adventures, no story arc, just fun. It's pure fun. I like the idea he wrecks everything every time and they're just like... <laughs> it's it's classic Team America style stuff, isn't it? Yeah, like, we save the day and the whole glass city shatters. <laughs> Paris is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, he's quite reckless. The Guardians are a bit tired of him. <laughs> um, but he receives a distress call from Sif, who we haven't seen in ages. I know, I remember you were very upset that she wasn't in the last film. She's great. And yeah, um, so the Guardians are like, yeah, go, go, go sort out this distress call. Bye. Um, and he goes to her and she warns him that Gore is coming to new Asgard. Um, so he heads there, um, which because he's a hero. He is. And he feels strongly that he should protect people from New Asgard. He owes them his, uh, you know, allegiance. Well, he's already lost one Asgard. So he's going to be Older. a little bit worried about this one. Old Asgard, yeah. He can't have new, new Asgard. There's only so many times you can regenerate. It becomes so awkward when it's new, 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 new. Yeah. <laughs> like how many Asgards does he let get destroyed, honestly? Which is awkward. They're like, oh, God, it's him again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jane Foster has also gone to New Asgard. Yay, Jane. We like Jane. Um, yeah. But this is because she has terminal cancer. Boo. Stage um, four. Not good. Yeah. Not good. The worst of stages, is it not? I, d I don't know. I don't. I, I've, I've touched wood. I've been very fortunate in my life and not encountered cancer that much. But I like in films when they always go, it's stage four. And they go, <laughs> and they, I'm, I'm assuming stage four is a really bad thing. I'm it's not Yeah. Like terminal. She's still working hard though on all her sciencey bits and trying she's to hide... dedicated, isn't she? Yes. Trying to hide all of her illness from everyone. It's crazy still... how she's so dedicated to all these sciencey things and yet she manages to keep such perfect hair and makeup at all times. Yes. Even when she's dying, she literally does. <laughs> she's an inspiration. It's like I don't understand how Marie Curie wasn't able to do that, but you know what? She invented things that we need, so <laughs> True. We didn't get much Darcy in this film, just a side note. No, no, but we had a lot of her in, um, I was going to call it Eurovision then, Wonder WandaVision. Yes, Eurovision, obviously. The Marvel version of that would be spectacular, and I'm waiting mm. for it, but WandaVision for now. So she's, you know, Darcy's around. I think she'll, I like the idea that she'll crop up randomly in other things and help out various people, and not just Thor or Jane. Yeah. Um. She thought Jane Foster was dead. She thought that near the hammer, might help her, might help cure her, uh, which it does. In fact, she turns out to be right. And she can now wield the hammer and it gives her all the superpowers that she needs. So it's holding off the cancer, but it's not really curing her. It's still there, but it's making her powerful. Yeah, because he put a 
little enchantment on it. It was like, you must always protect Jane. Oh, yes, yes, that's why, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she fun. she can't die a bit as long as she's just holding the hammer. I'm assuming. Yeah, but I always feel like it's killing her as well because she's not doing anything to try and mm. stave off the cancer. She just has moments where she seems really, really healthy, which I guess is kind of what what does happen when you're sick. You have moments of like, mm. you're feeling amazing, but everything's still ticking away in the background. It's like a form of denial, I guess. I was going to say, it's so symbolic of denial. We're so clever. We are. <laughs> like the love represented, did I mention, about love? Because <laughs> love is the title, but also the daughter. <laughs> um, so Thor arrives in New Asgard and there's a big battle there between all Gore's powers and all other powers and things and things and things and explosions and things. Um, and Thor is surprised to see Jane wielding Mjolnir. As you would yeah. be. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. And uh, a Valkyrie and Korg are also there. Korg, the rock guy, that's it. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite fun when he sees Jane for the first time, because I guess it's like when you see an ex somewhere out of context and you're like, oh, God, but also I still mm. like you. And she's very cocky with it, isn't she? She's like, hey, mm. this is fun. I'm really good at being a superhero. Which is fun because when they first met, he was cocky. Yes. And he now was like, not- I am great God Thor. La 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 la. <laughs> That's what he said. I was worried that they were going to make the reason they broke up the cancer. I was worried that, that was going to be like, oh, she knew and she didn't want him to know. So she left. Oh, it's such a trope, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't put you through this. So I'm going to leave you and keep it a secret. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't go down that route. Did like, they? I don't think anyone does that in real life. No. Well, no. I don't think so. Maybe the other way around. Some people can't handle looking after someone who's ill, but exactly. But yeah. Actually, and I read like a weird agony art letter by this woman who was like, "Oh, I, my friend has terminal cancer. She doesn't want to be my friend anymore because she doesn't want to see me to see her in this condition." And she was asking if she could not honor her friend's wishes and go see her. Oh. And then the woman was like, "No, it's selfish because you're going for you, not for her." Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, but then I was but like, but what, you know, when you're put in situations like that, like no one's going to behave perfectly, are they? No, it's a hard one, and you might be like, they're just being too selfless. I, I should, I should go and tell them. That, yeah, it's a hard one. So yeah. anyway, they didn't. It's not part of the plot. We so don't, we don't have. You know what? When we're in that situation, we'll tell you how we react, and then we'll we'll learn a lot <laughs> and grow as people. Yes, when we're in that situation, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> if sorry, if we're in that situation. <laughs> Um, Gore is thwarted, he's but manages to escape and also manages to kidnap a group of Asgardian children and takes them into the Shadow Realm. It's with the shadow when they call it the Shadow Realm. I'm like, do you not want to give it a nice name just for yourself? All right, do you like the shadow? And then Voldemort calls his his little people the Death Eaters. I was like, so you're the bad guys. Like you didn't even try and come up with like you know the true wizard soldiers or something. Like in he's just gone for yeah. I know him. it's like we're, no no villain calls themselves the evil ones. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, in real life, you think you're the good guy? <laughs> the light realm or the shadow realm? Oh, shadow realm. That sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna make my symbol a skull. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't understand it. This doesn't happen in real life, but yeah, fine. Actually, actually, now I think about it, didn't the SS have little skulls on their uniforms? So maybe it does happen in real life. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to invoke the Nazis. But, but... even like the Soviet Union had a hammer and sickle to symbolize, you know, work and agriculture and that. And it, you know, 
Um, the Nazi symbol is is a Buddhist symbol of peace. It's true. <laughs> Originally, and it's North Korea like a little sun, or have I made that up? What? Sorry. Don't North Korea have a little sun? Well, they might have done. I'm not sure actually. Well, yeah. Anyway, they normally go for happy things. But yeah, they they go, they go for propaganda as opposed to you know, like <laughs> like North Korea didn't attract lots of people to come to them by going come to the shadow shadow version of North of Korea. <laughs> Yeah, so they should have called it the Rainbow Sword and <laughs> the Sunshine Realm. And I think come, children, been... come to the Happy Realm. Yeah, they would have been better for it. Maybe we should write a. That would be more funny. Because <laughs> the child catcher in again, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the child catcher attracts all the children into that cage thing by being like lollipops and all that stuff. So yes. yeah, I, yeah, it's a flaw in villains. <laughs> I like the way you keep talking about Chitty Bang Bang today. I feel like you want to. I don't know why. I haven't watched it in decades. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to rewatch it before next time so you can talk about whether it lived up to its standard. Properly research it. Yeah. I'm too scared. Mm. That ch- that child catcher is too freaking trauma- traumatic. That is. He is creepy. One of the creepiest mm. villains. Horrifying. Yeah, realm. So where should we go? Where should you go as, as like a superhero who wants to try and find them? What would you do? What would be your first point of call? Um. So... Uh, well, my point of call would be just to go to the shadow realm, but um, <laughs> point, but I'm reckless like that. You know what I'm yeah. like. <laughs> Wild. Um, but Thor and his little gang, they head to an omnipotent city, which is a great they, name. They know how to name a city. Like, that's good. Otherwise they'd be like, oh, we don't know anything city. Like, that's what a bad guy would call it. <laughs> The uncertainty city, yes. Willfully <laughs> obtuse city. <laughs> <laughs> but omnipotent city, which I guess it's it's a great name because it immediately convey conveys complacency. It's yes. it's a group of gods all going, we know everything, we're gods, omnipotent city. <laughs> um, and, and they want there to warn all the other gods about gore. Uh, but Zeus, king of the gods, Russell Crowe, is unwilling to help because he is as the title of the as the name of the city suggests complacent and he thinks yeah. the gods are all safe in omnipotent city so they're just going to hide there and live a life of luxury in there yeah he's not omniscient or omnibenevolent he's just omnipotent <laughs> he is omni douchebag is what yeah, you might call him <laughs> um, I, this scene. I thought this, i thought this was quite a fun bit of the film like this omnipotent city scene i feel like uh, more of this would have been great I think this was, yeah, this was brilliant. And I love the idea of there being all sorts of gods from different cultures. So you could kind of spot them as well. A bit like the bit at the beginning of Disney's Hercules when you're like, oh, that's Aphrodite and that's Neptune and all that stuff. And I think that's that's really fun because everyone's going to have some familiarity with some gods or goddesses in uh, various cultures. Yes. And I like the idea that it's all gods are superheroes because that makes sense to me. Well, I, yeah, I guess that it—that's it, the superhero genre it comes from the idea of like a godlike figure who can come down and save the day, isn't it? Yeah, I guess in the old days, kids would be like, "Yeah, Jesus," and now they're like, "Yeah, Captain America." So, just exactly. And then even even in the superhero genre, you know, sometimes the superheroes' actions might have consequences, and that's the same in things like Greek tragedy when you have the whole Deus Ex Machina, you have a god come in, solve the problems, but the the solution is not always a good one. It's morally ambiguous. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> mm. The light in your room dipped as you said that, so that looked really creepy when you did that. Did it? That, I said it. Yeah. I was waiting for this cloud to pass over, and it just passed over exactly the right moment. I would. I'll say it now. 
<laughs> change the plot of what I was doing. Uh, yeah, so what would you do again? Zeus, he says no. What so would Zeus you do? says no. He thinks the gods are all safe there. Um uh but they know they somehow realize that Gore wants to enter the realm of eternity where he'll be granted one wish. And obviously that wish for Gore is going to be to kill all of the gods. Yes. Uh, but Zeus doesn't think Gore is able to do this. <laughs> He's just a big old douchebag. <laughs> He's also in denial. Maybe that's the big motif of this movie, is denial. Denial, maybe, yeah. Or um, just, yeah, denial, refusal to see what's before you, lack of self-reflection, <laughs> all yeah, that. Yeah, refusing to come to terms with reality. Mm. realizing yeah. that you need to face reality or accept reality uh mm. or do something about it yeah yeah it's not but, like we're analyzing the deepest of texts but that's what i feel like no. <laughs> no i think that sounds like a good overarching theme and i guess um you know in, in the real world uh countries like art we live in a very privileged country the uk and sometimes we do kind of sit in our little ivory tower and go well i'm glad we're not those people living in that that war-torn country over there and um and i guess yeah it's you know you can see the where the idea is coming from there yeah definitely um do, 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 do. zeus decides that he doesn't want to let our heroes leave the city because he is worried that they will reveal their location, the location of Omnipotent City to Gore. So there is some worry there. There's some like, oh no, we're not completely, you know, out of the fire. Yes, um, like the whole climate change situation with um, the government. They're like, we should do something, but but not yeah. the actual thing that we should do. We're in denial, but let's do a thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the heroes escape because they are heroes. And they also steal Zeus's thunderbolt in the process. Yes, well, you would, wouldn't you? If you could get hold of anything, I would. Def I've seen Fantasia; that thing works really well. It does. Work. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's a very powerful thing, and I mean, it must be very powerful. He's king of the gods; if mm. he's in charge. Um, they go to the shadow realm, which was my suggestion in the first place. Um, they go to the shadow realm. Uh, Jane realizes that Gore wants Thor's axe, so she has no. He has the axe. She has the hammer and yes. Gore wants the axe to get into eternity. So she throws the axe away. Um, but Gore attacks them and uh, and then uses Jane to force Thor to summon the axe back. And Gore gets it using Jane as bait, basically, or as a bargaining tool. Which um, is very old school, using a woman as like a collateral. It is, but it works <laughs> in this in this story anyway. Um Thor realizes that despite Jane's power, she is not able to fight off the cancer. She's in denial. They all are. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about how they um they he found out about the cancer on that little. I couldn't remember how he found out about the cancer. <laughs> I think they were on like a sky boat or the you know the thing they travelled on to get there. Oh yes, that's it. The and they also had that montage of why their relationship fell apart. And contrary to public belief, it was actually. Jane took on the, role, the traditional role of like a man in a rom-com where she was busy with work. and Yes, because she's very dedicated to her science and her laboratory. Which is fair, I think. And uh, maybe she also had that whole, I am but a... Sh I'm but like in Doctor Who, and they're like, I'm just a ghost to you because we all die and you carry on forever. Mm. Uh, 
she probably wants to it makes her feel more like she has to make a big splash big imprint I suppose so because she doesn't have the kind of physical power of Thor she wants to yeah. make sure she's got the brains while he has the brawn but um but I imagine Thor being not being very um complimentary towards her just sort of complimenting himself and being all you know you say that but in the films he was very like Jane is amazing you're so smart you teach me everything I know like he was mm. like Tarzan in the Jane oh yeah that's true yeah yeah maybe she just got sick of having a himbo boyfriend mm. wanted to, to date someone who was a bit because doesn't he interrupt isn't there like a date at one point and <laughs> um I can't remember I need I should have watched this before We've we recorded this because the films. Th- this is the problem. The film's quite unmemorable. So mm, yeah. it is. Never mind. Uh, so Thor heads into eternity and finds the kidnapped children. He gives them powers from the Thunderbolt so that they can fight Gore's shadow minions, and he can fight Gore. So mm. the kids are like, ah. Um, Jane arrives anyway to help Thor with, and she has Mjolnir, the old hammer. Um, yeah, didn't he drop her back off at a hospital somewhere so she yeah. could be cured? And then yeah, she's like, now I'm gonna go help him. Yeah, I'll make that my 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 dying act is helping him out. Um and then it works though. They manage to destroy the Necro Sword, uh, but they have to chase Gore into eternity. And yes. Gore is about to make his wish that all the gods will die, but Thor begs him not to wish for that, but rather to for Gore to wish his daughter, love, back to life instead. Instead of death, wish for life. Can Thor or Jane not make a wish here? Well, I did think that. I was like, surely he could make one wish and wish for her not to be dying of cancer. Or she could have wished it for herself and he could have wished for, like, you know, something else, like a nice car or something. I wish you know? Gore would go away. Yeah, done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone should get one wish. I feel like they were wasting their time in this place. Exactly, yeah. I quite like the whole, like, don't wish for death, wish for life thing, though. Well, it does make sense. If you've got one wish, would you rather wish for revenge on the person who killed your daughter, or would you just rather have your daughter back? It seems silly to go for the other one. Surely. Bearing in mind that the person who let your daughter die, you've already killed him. Yeah. Right just, at the beginning if, of the film. Just taking revenge on a concept rather than a person, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Got. And the concept is not tangible, so... No. <laughs> um, anyway, uh uh, yeah, so um, Jane then dies in Thor's arms, and it's very sad. And Gore is so moved by Thor's love for Jane that he wishes for his daughter's life and then dies because of the Necro Sword's curse. But before he dies, he asks Thor to take care of his daughter. Which is probably a good thing because it stops him going off on a crazy tangent to kill cancer. But actually, it would have been helpful. And also, he could wish his daughter back to life, then die, and then his daughter's just left there, like, so what now? <laughs> yeah that would be awful but it, it gives him a purpose for it gives him a purpose to carry on because otherwise he could have gone down the same route as Gore. it's true it's true yes and I, I i'm i'm interested to see where that goes and what if anywhere if anywhere i would assume i think he'll go somewhere he'll turn up again with her um we'll but, see yeah. I hope. <laughs> um back in new asgard the kidnapped children are brought back um and they're going to get trained up to use their powers properly so there'll be a little army new army of asgardians of and new Sif asgardians still alive Sif is still alive i was really worried they were going to kill her off as well so i was like yes good fine and i like it's sif and valkyrie training them you've got two women training them up and i'm like yeah feminism go girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
make a matriarchy. Yes, exactly. Um, and then a monument to Jane is built, which is nice. And Thor and Love head off on father-daughter adventures together. Surrogate father, surrogate daughter adventures together. Where and Thor wields Mjolnir, and Love has the axe. No. She's wildly fine with the fact that her dad's dead, isn't she? She just takes it on board in her stride. She's a hero, yeah. Yeah, she's. A <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe they've sort of said to her, you know, your dad's dead, but he has been killing lots of people because you died, and she's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's that's fair enough. So yeah, that, that helps her process the whole thing. Or maybe she came back with just different vibes to how she was <laughs> when she died. I don't know different vibes <laughs> maybe yeah. they'll explore it when they bring them back <laughs> you're very hopeful for this <laughs> i am i'm interested we'll see we'll see <laughs> um then there's a mid-credit scene where zeus sends his son hercules to exact vengeance upon thor um, and did you love who hercules was i, I don't, don't know who hercules was oh man do you not watch ted lasso no i haven't seen ted lasso Oh, well, he's he's in that. I was I hoping for a more recognisable face to me, but they didn't think of me when they cast him. <laughs> Specifically you. Yes, you were you were really hard done by that. Maybe you should start using Apple TV. I keep telling you all the good stuff's on there. I know, I know. I will get there. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's in Ted Lasso. And he also wrote, um, or he was one of the people who created Shrinking, which is another Apple TV show, which I love. And I don't no. care if it feels like I'm promoting Apple TV on our podcast. Should say not... for the record, Kaylee does not work for Apple TV. <laughs> but I do think it's a, like a lovely chocolate box where all the chocolates are good rather than like you get mm. the rubbish. Oh. He's Roy, Roy Kent for people who do watch it. It's Roy, oh. guys. <laughs> it's Roy. <laughs> so Roy's going to exact revenge on four. Yay. Well, no. Which seems, seems odd. To, like, it's so... It's so dickheady of Zeus because it's like Thor used the thunderbolt to actually like save you, but you're angry because he took your thunderbolt. He stole his thunder. He stole his thunder. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see now. <laughs> I say I call it a thunderbolt. It's technically a lightning bolt, isn't it? Because thunder, you can't see thunder. That's true. Yes. Surely. Mm. Yeah. But oh who cares um <laughs> and then in the post credit scene oh, i like this jane arrives at valhalla where she's greeted by heimdall yeah that was nice wasn't it mm. but sad because it's like both of them have got suggests that they it, with the whole concept of valhalla they these people can come back that's true or i would like it if we we see one more war film and he goes to valhalla at the end and reunites with all his friends Yes, yeah, they kill him off and then he reunites with his mother as well. Yeah, and his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loki's fine for a while, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> Loki's still around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so... Thor, Love and Thunder. A solid three, I guess. Yeah. It's forgettable, but it's mm. fun. But it's not always fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's forgettable, but we remembered some things. And it's fun, but not always fun. And dark, but not always dark. <laughs> you know I write reviews for a living sometimes. <laughs> it's what you might call a hodgepodge of things. I'm going to call it a B minus. Because, you know, it shows promise. It shows promise. Ooh, a B minus. You know, a B minus must be one of the worst grades to get. Because 
it's actually relatively high but it's the minus just is like but there's so much to improve on yeah there's an episode of community where they give people like a minuses rather than like just a's and it really messes with there's like a revolution in the school because they're like why are you doing this and they find out it's the teacher's way of like keeping control so they stage revolution oh that's interesting yeah it's true though when you put a minus on something it is a bit like oh <laughs> I, yeah, I would be i would be devastated with my yeah. own thought and i'm like what can i do to just make it a b i don't even want to be plus at this point i just don't want that little minus sign it's where it's i preferred i preferred um university where it's like yeah it's a 2-1 and there's yeah. no plus or minus it's just a 2-1 it's just a 2-1 yeah or a first which is even better even better uh, yeah but good luck getting a first <laughs> some people do i just don't know how i always found they would uh, give the marks up to about 68 69 and they go oh maybe not one more mark and you go right just just one more please i would get that i know i got a first on one of my modules but you know all it did was balance out the one which i really really messed up on so sometimes that helps though doesn't it It helps get to that two one yeah yeah because i i took old i think i told you before i took old english without realizing that everyone who did straight english literature had already done a module in old english before so i just joined in for like advanced old english for no reason like oh you fool, you fool. no i was like just pick something easy kaylee why did you not do war poetry we, like, everyone war. everyone has already done war poetry just do it again yeah do it again and get the marks silly silly decisions on my behalf anyway what would you what would you what would you give it what would your grade be uh what letter grade yeah i think b minus is pretty good b minus slash c plus i feel like a c plus is actually more positive than a b minus because it's got a plus (laughs) it does i'd be like yeah that sounds better i'd like that please um well yeah do you want to do you want me to quiz you should i just launch straight into let's go let's quiz it i feel like yeah we said it's weird we i feel like i'm struggling to say things about it because it was so unmemorable and it's just fine it's just fine that's all it is like i had stronger opinions on dr strange because of what they did to wanda but this, yeah. I had no massively strong opinions on it. No, I was like, well, I'm sad about Jane, but obviously she wanted to leave. So that makes sense. And I'm sad about the Guardians not being it more, but that makes sense because they're busy. And, you know, it was sort of like, eh. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? 78. No, it's lower. Or is it ooh, 70? Still lower. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What was it? 63. 63 ouch wait weirdly despite that it sounds fine like the little blurbs and in some ways this feels like a ragnarok redux but overall it offers enough fast-paced fun to make this a worthy addition to the mcu and i'm like is it worthy if it's 63 i mean i mean it's fine it's worthy i say worthy yeah but it's not because it's not terrible it's not <laughs> like i hated watching it i liked watching it <laughs> that's true i enjoyed watching it i don't think i hated it no. i think dr strange might have even got higher than that i i didn't enjoy that as much so i i disliked dr strange because of it didn't sync up with what else was going on in the whole mcu but whereas this was a bit more um inoffensive I suppose is the best word for it it's true but maybe it's because it didn't spark that huge reaction in us that we didn't like it as much Mm, possibly possibly yeah maybe you want it to be really bad in order to create that reaction yeah because love and hate two sides of the same coin exactly oh my god oh my god you should write a novel (laughs) I should shouldn't I look at me um (laughs) 
did you did you want to talk through like how many of the gods like obviously ignoring the ones that we've already named like Hercules, Zeus, and Rapu? And... Was it was Shiva in there, or Ganesh, or someone like that? Did they have Hindu gods in there? Let me scroll down my list because I do not have it in like. Alphabet. I swear I saw some of them in the background and some Egyptian gods. It must have had Egyptian gods. We know Egyptian gods <laughs> exist in the MCU already. Yes, they had. Hang on, uh, should I just go through who there is? Yeah, go my... Otherwise, I'll never know what I'm doing. So, so we have. Oh God, I've lost my place on my list now. We had Dionysus, mm-hmm. the god of wine. You know, yeah. I thought you were like, who is this man? No, no, no. Uh, I know. I, yeah, I'm aware. Balagar, <laughs> the yeah. Balagar, which is um, Balagar. He's like, yeah, he's the. Patron god of the galactic frontier. The what? Um, what culture does he come yeah, from? The, um, I think possibly a false one, <laughs> or fictional is the correct word. Um, mm. We had Sif, but I don't think we need to talk about her because we've always mentioned it. Um, Brunhilde, young young Frigga, we saw. Mm. Her, um, mum. Yeah. Heimdall, you mentioned. Axel Heimdallson, you've meant you've kind of mentioned him. He was one of the kids. Mm-hmm. We've got this is where I keep losing my place. Bast. Bast. Yeah. So he's she's the panther goddess from the Wakandan people in oh, Black Panther. Ooh. So she's one of the people at the omnipotent city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Bayo, god of dumplings, who's like a little a little dumpling. Oh, cute! The old Cronin god of Korg. Um, he's in a <laughs> he's in a huge throne that looks like the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones, but it's made of scissors, <laughs> like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> yes, uh, Minerva, the Roman goddess. Nice. She's, there. She's the Love goddess her. of justice, law, wisdom, chill. Athena um, is her Greek equivalent, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, we've got Artemis. Mm-hmm. Um, goddess of the hunt and wild animals. Yeah, possibly the moon. Uh, the the I don't know how to pronounce this. Elcha goddess, who's the pagan pagan goddess with wheels on her head. Oh, I don't know her. We've got the serpent god, I, who has a longer name that I definitely won't be able to pronounce. Like Kulkulkun, Kulkulkun, or counts Aztec Mayan. Yeah, it's a big feathered serpent. It twists around. Um, yeah, Aztec Mayan, Mayan, you're correct. Yeah, that kind uh, of vibe. We've got the goddess of the dead. Um, she's in there. She's associated. She sounds with great. <laughs> yeah, she's probably one of the evil ones. She's associated with like, Persephone and Shiva and Morrigan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jade and Myru god, mm-hmm. which is a, Jap- a Japanese god. Um, okay. The first. God, um, by the Hobbits, Stephen Hunter. Um, I should talk about who the actors were because you know, um, Chris Hemsworth's wife, Elsa Pataki, mm-hmm. she plays a god in this. She plays the wolf god that he, um, he had sex one of his ex lovers. Oh, really? She, ah, yeah, there are lots of cameos and things then. Yeah, so there were lots of famous people. I'm just trying to put out some of the names that you might recognise. Um, Stephen Curry. Was, I recognise the name, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Indiana Evans was one of the Zoo sets. 
Jenny Morris was in there. Um, who else did we have? We've mentioned they they were going to have Lena Headey from Game of Thrones, but she got cut, which is a shame. Oh, why would they cut her? I know. I was like, she is super famous, yeah. but I don't. I don't know why she got cut. And then Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage were both meant to be back, but they cut them because they thought it was distracting. Mm. Oh. Which I don't disagree with. So I think that might have been confusing. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also got references to Loki, Odin, the Sequoia Queen, the Oaken King, Hela, Ra, the Flower God, um, and Ikea. Gosh, loads. Lots yeah. and lots. God's galore. Mm. Um, so that's, that's that. <laughs> and then let's look at some Easter eggs, shall we? Where are my Easter eggs? I love Easter eggs at all times of the year. Did you spot the names of the goats that were pulling? I mean, you didn't remember the goats pulling the boat. I don't. Sorry, oh, the goats. Harry. Yes, I remember the goats. I don't remember their names, but yeah, yeah. They're Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Oh. Um, they're mystical goats. Oh. They, pull, they should be pulling a chariot, but they pull the boat in this one. I don't know why I'm calling it a boat. It's definitely a ship, but whatever. Um, the boat. It makes, yeah, it makes it sound really small. <laughs> Um, did you spot um, how Thor and Salad parted ways? They did something special. Uh, no. <laughs> he did a special handshake. So it starts as a human handshake and then turns into an Asgardian handshake where you, handshake where you turn into a like, snake that you cannot trust and finish with a classic Asgardian high one. Um, and it, they think it's a reference to the god of mischief. About uh, the snake, so a snake you cannot trust. So silly. Um, it is silly. There was a little ice cream shop in New Asgard. Did you spot the name of that ice cream shop? No, I didn't spot it at all. Infinity cones. <laughs> <laughs> a little. I love that. And they had the infinity gauntlet holding a little ice cream cone with all the. <laughs> candles representing the stones which i thought that's that's dark that's like (laughs) this thing literally killed people for five years and you've got (laughs) you're celebrating it on there (laughs) um yeah they're dark people i guess they're gods they don't really need to worry about no so much um did you spot how nick fury is saved on false phone no it's nick furry nick furry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um Thor had a tattoo did he I, I, why am I not spotting anything um didn't see it um well this is when he is naked but he has <laughs> he has a little Loki helmet with a broken heart and an R.I.P. Loki <laughs> oh, oh. I feel like he didn't need to write all of those things he probably could have just done the helmet or the R.I.P. or the broken heart maybe it would have been fine but Mm. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Do you know Jane and Thor both have ideas of when their breakup happened? Oh, they did talk about this, but I can't remember what they said now. She says it was three years ago. He says it was eight. And can you think of a reason for that difference? Oh, because of the five-year thing, the snap, the the snap. Yeah, yeah. she got dusted. So, uh... so we know that like, he told Loki they mutually dumped each other, but it mm. was not the case actually. Yeah, so for her, yeah, so for her, it's much shorter. Oh, that's uh, that's a nice little touch. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
So that's that's me. <laughs> that's it. Thor, love, and thunder. That was quite a lot. I feel. Um, we have a series next. A fun Tell series. Me. A very fun series, in fact. Go it's on. She Hulk, attorney at law. I'm starring Jamila Jamil. Yes, Jamila Jamil is in it. Um, as are other people who we will talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> I just sold it completely there. I did. There's people anyway, in it. There are people. It'll be great. It's fun. <laughs> it's good when there's people in it, because if there aren't people in it, there isn't much to watch, is there? It's just papers with words on. <laughs> Floating about. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.